Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. This is episode number 313, titled, How to Help Your Sensory Child Get Organized, where I am so happy to be able to interview my special guest, Carolyn Dalgleish, who is a professional organizer and author of the book, The Sensory Child Gets Organized. Today, Carolyn is here to share wonderful tips for modifying your home environment to support your sensory or disorganized child. Today, I have a special guest, author and professional organizer, Carolyn Dalgleish. Carolyn recently wrote the book, The Sensory Child Gets Organized, and is going to share some great tips with us that will not only apply to sensory children, but to kids that might be more anxious than others or tend to procrastinate a bit more in general, or just have difficulty getting organized, both at school and at home. Carolyn, welcome. Thanks, Cheryl. It's great to be here. Well, let's get started. We have a lot of great questions, and uh, you're the expert, so we can't wait to hear what you can uh, share with us. Can you please give us a brief overview of how this book came to be? Sure. I wrote the book, The Sensory Child Gets Organized, from two perspectives. I really wrote it from the perspective as the parent of a sensory child and my experience as a professional organizer. And I could see through my own child how hard um, he was working to navigate many overwhelming situations throughout his day and that little things could become major stress points. And I really wanted to help fill that gap that I often saw between the essential clinical support that families were getting and the practical in-home solutions that I thought they were pretty desperate for. And, you know, through my own personal experience, I knew that it was really hard for me to learn and understand my child's way of learning and experiencing the world. And through my organizing work with, with sensory families, I noticed that many parents, like me, really did not intuitively know how to create the structure and um, the routines that their rigid, anxious, or distracted kids really needed. So really, I kind of aim to show parents that the home environment can be modified to really support disorganized kids and help life run a little more smoothly, you know, for the entire family. The book is titled The Sensory Child Gets Organized. So can you give us a definition of what a sensory child really is? Sure. I view sensory children as children who are easily overwhelmed and or distracted by kind of high levels of stimulation, sudden changes, 
and the behavior or the misreading of behavior that is coming at them from other people. So for many sensory kids, there can actually also be a challenge in the way they process and understand language and nonverbal cues. So this really adds a layer of strain to the way that they're processing information and the way that they communicate. Um, so that's who I really wanted to focus on, was a very broad, sensitive profile. Okay, great. Uh, so basically, it's not just sensory children specifically that can benefit from your book. Who else can benefit from this book? Um, absolutely. There's a, really a number of profiles and diagnoses that in my book fall under um, the term sensory child. And that would be kids that are living with sensory processing disorder, ADHD, anxiety disorders, or autism spectrum disorders. And they often have similar core challenges, specifically rigid or inflexible, anxious, and distracted behaviors. So almost any child who exhibits rigid, anxious, or distracted behaviors, even if they don't have a specific diagnosis, or a child who has challenges around getting and staying organized, would benefit from the strategies in the sensory child gets organized. So really, to, to me, the takeaway is that the power of kind of sensory organizing or a more specialized form of organizing is that the same core tools of structure, routine, and visual aids really support all of these um, diagnoses and all of these challenging behaviors. Well, so what are your top five tips for getting sensory kids or kids that fall into these other categories that you just explained so beautifully? How do you get them organized for their school life? This is a great question, and I'm going to pull out my kind of top five tips based on the most common challenges I see for, for sensory kids and their families. And tip one is really working off a drop-in system. And this is around helping your child get what they need for school. And so we, you would get one big open bin and put it where things are getting dropped. And this would really hold everything that needs to go to school at some point during the week. So jackets, lunch boxes, backpacks, library books, permission forms, homework. As it gets remembered during the afternoon or the evening, it gets put in the um, drop-in, the child's drop-in. And at the end of the night, your child kind of has one pack-up session um, to help them organize what they need for school the next day. So that's tip number one. Tip number two would be to create some sort of a mini book list for their locker or their cubby. So if your child has a hard time remembering what books to bring home, if you put a simple laminated book checklist in their locker or cubby, they can scan that quickly as they're packing their backpack at, at the end of the day. It gives them a visual prompt of sorts. Tip number three is to think about ways you can bring in a visual cue for them. This is that visual aid that is so important. So we want to think about ways we can provide that cue to help them remember something. For example, if you have a child who um, forgets to turn in their homework once they get to school, Think about ways we can give them a visual tangible. And one cue is colored rubber bracelets. So have your child pick out a color that they associate with homework. Um, and each morning at breakfast, they put on the rubber bracelet and say, turn in homework. And when they get to school and they touch or fiddle with or see this bracelet, they're going to hear turn in the homework in their head. And that's going to be a prompt for them, a visual cue. And when they get home, the bracelet comes off and is put on again the next morning to help build that habit. So those visual cues are really important. And tip four would be have a forget my homework plan. If you know, again, that remembering is hard for your child, 
um, expect that their homework is going to be forgotten and come up with a written game plan of what your options are when the homework gets forgotten. So think about people your child can call, online resources, a heads up email to teachers, etc. Kind of have a strategy, some options in place, laminate this plan and put this in the homework bin. So when your child realizes homework's been forgotten and they're getting dysregulated, you have a checklist to work through to solve the problem. And really, this is almost as an important tool as remembering homework is knowing what to do when it's been forgotten. And tip number five, you know, falls under visual again, but works with time management. So let them see time. And um, this can be a very hard concept for many disorganized kids. But as they get older and planning time gets more complicated, working with the visual, a visual kind of tangible planning system around academic life can be very helpful. And there's one great tool, which is the 3M Post-It Weekly Planner. And um, you can really see time because you're working with colored sticky notes um, on this calendar to plug in different things you have coming up in your schedule. And it's a, you can also actually plan backwards using it. For example, you can put a test date at the end of the week with a sticky note, and then you can fill in blocks of time working backwards where you have some study opportunities. Wow, this is great stuff, Carolyn. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Now, what are some of the most effective tools that parents can use to help their kids just basically stay on track so they don't fall through the cracks? This is um, a great question and one that I actually get a lot. Um, And one of my key tools for almost any family is to have a central message area. And this would be something that would be in the kind of one of the main living areas of the home, the kitchen or family room or even a mud room. Um, And it can be really life changing. Um, It works so well, again, because it makes time visual and it helps us all stay on track and organized, and it's something that a lot of kids are already familiar with because many teachers have planning stations in their classrooms. So we're just taking that concept and and creating a home version of this. And the central message area might hold, you know, on the top a monthly calendar for longer-term planning that maybe is what us parents are working off of, a weekly dry erase calendar, 
to help you work off a smaller chunk of time, to help you plan the week ahead with your child, and then maybe a cork board that holds daily school schedules and after-school activity schedules for each child. And then this could also be a place that holds chore cards or social expectation cards or any other things that you might be working on daily um, to support your child's routine at home. And then along with this, having the central message area, um, having regular planning sessions. So for example, on Sunday nights, you might sit down with your child or children and write out the plan for the week visually on this weekly whiteboard calendar and talk about what's coming up. And that's that habit of planning is really important. And for younger kids, you could work off a smaller block of time. You could do yesterday, today, and a tomorrow format, but you're still building that same skill. Wonderful. All right. So how about some tips specific to staying on track with homework? This is always a toughie. (laughs) And, uh, you know, many, many kids have challenges with this, Um, you know. So I think, I guess really the three main things I would talk about with homework is know the difference between a planner and an actual homework plan, a plan of attack, because There are many kids that know how to fill out a planner, but that doesn't mean they actually know how to create a plan of attack of how to get homework done, how to break it down into smaller pieces. Um, So this is actually where many kids get stuck. And so if you can create an easy visual homework plan that doesn't require a lot of extra writing, that can be be really helpful. And the, the two examples might be a simple visual map where you have three work times broken out for a child and then three break times in between the work times. So they have a quick visual map of maybe they're going to do math, then break, then they're going to do English, then take a break. So something like that is a powerful tool. The other thing for kids who need it visual, but maybe need a little more flexibility around changing the plan, you might use a magnetic whiteboard with two columns of to do and done, and then have a subject magnet for each class. So they have a visual plan of what needs to be done and they can move it to the finished or completed column when they've completed it. So that's, that's one tip. Another tip for homework is to try to bring in controlled distractions. And, um, you know, if we know that our kids are prone to finding distractions, let's give them the distractions in a controlled way. So, and certain distractions will actually allow for more focused, effective homework sessions, which seems counterintuitive, but some examples might be a disc seat that you could put on a chair that would allow for some movement, chewing gum, listening to music. Um, Those are all ways that you can bring in some controlled distractions. So think about ways you can do that. And lastly, I would think about um, location, location, location. So sometimes picking the best homework location is really connected to the different levels of cognitive shifts that occur for different profiles. For example, Um, If you have a more rigid, concrete thinker, they might associate homework with something that's done at school. And the shift coming home makes them less, a lot less effective getting their work done. So that might be a profile that would do better getting homework done at school at the end of the day. Um, You might have one, a person who's in the middle, someone who um, might be doing homework, better doing homework in a neutral spot. So not at school, but not at home. So maybe a local library. Or you could have, you know, you could have a profile that would do well with a dedicated spot at home. So having a dedicated homework spot at home would allow you to eliminate some of those distractions, but 
give you a place that's located close enough for you to offer guidance or verbal prompts um, to help kids stay on task. And as kids get older, you might begin to have two homework spots at home. One that's an active homework spot that is that busy work that tends to get done better with some distractions and noise. And then a quiet study spot where they're learning the difference between a more focused study session and a more active work session. So those would be a couple of my homework tips. Oh, my God. It actually makes me want to do some homework now, Carolyn. <laughs> what, is the, what is the best way that parents can support um, a sensory or an unorganized child? Just right off the, the bat, in general terms, what, what are some, some of your best advice on that for us? I would say, number one, is really try to meet them where they are without judgment. You know, nothing really is going to cause more stress than us constantly giving our kids the message that they're doing it wrong. And actually, in fact, it'll make the challenges a little more pronounced. So the fact is that the part of the brain that controls this executive functioning skill or this ability to plan and organize is continuing to develop until kids are 25. So learning is still happening, and these skills can be taught and enhanced. So if we kind of come to the table with the belief that this is all okay and that this is a teaching moment and that we're, most importantly, on their team, that's really huge in helping them get organized. Number two would be really prioritize what needs to be remembered. Again, if we know our kids have challenges with this, we need to limit what they need to remember. Um, We need to adjust our own thinking around that. So when we remove some of the less important things from what needs to be remembered list, their remembering brain relaxes and they can be successful. And so that's that's an important thing is really prioritizing what they need to remember. And then lastly, think about ways you can break down tasks into small steps and give them a visual prompt, a visual checklist. So knowing that many rigid, anxious, and distracted kids are easily overwhelmed and have a hard time planning and organizing, we need to help them with that. And we can do that by breaking that task down into three steps and then creating a visual checklist. They will really come to see how much this helps them. This external map helps them, and then they'll begin to do it for themselves. And that's really what we want. Well, this is wonderful. What else would you like to share about how all families, with or without a sensory child, can do to stay on top of their game when it comes to organization? Oh, it's always so hard to find the top, my top choices here because there's a lot. But um, I would say really that the top three comes down to trusting that small changes are really big changes. And this is, has to do with that, that sensitive profile. These are kids that often get overwhelmed by small things. So the flip side of that is small changes can actually make a big impact. So when we kind of work to provide regular structure routines and visual aids and we have opportunities to practice organization regularly, they're going to develop these skills over time. So really trust that. And it's, it's that old, it's a marathon, not a race analogy with this whole um, process. So it really, it really is um, true that small changes are really big ones. Secondly, I would say for parents, learn to ask for help. And this gets more important as our kids get older, that sometimes the best thing we can get is an objective point of view. Sometimes we get too connected to the dynamic in our own home. So don't be afraid to bring someone else in to work with your child or to help you. Sometimes getting some space to observe and learn from someone else puts us in the best position to support and advocate for our child's journey. So asking for help, I think, is really important. And the goal here is really self-awareness. I try to people pull back a little bit just from organization 
The goal through this process is self-awareness. We want to teach our children how to advocate for themselves. So when our kids develop a balanced self-awareness, kind of knowledge of what is hard for them and what their gifts are, like the rest of us, they can really learn how to support themselves and know when and how to ask for help. And to me, that's, that's true empowerment and what we really want for the long term. Oh, great. Carolyn, thank you so much for this terrific information. Honestly, there's so much here um, to take in, and you've organized it beautifully um, for us to to put into something we can actually do to help our kids. So thank you for that. And you Thank you, pick, Cheryl. Oh, you're so welcome. You can pick up a copy of Carolyn's book, The Sensory Child Gets Organized, uh, at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or IndieBound. Those are three places that you'll easily find the book. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. How have you helped organize your child at home and school? Share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. Or you can post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page or email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. And I hope you'll sign up for the upcoming Mighty Mommy newsletter, which is going to be chock full of practical advice to make your parenting life easier and more enjoyable. Until next time, thanks for listening and happy organizing and happy parenting. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.